Hello, 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 and welcome to Talk Social to Me. This is your lovely host, Mackenzie, and I am joined as ever by lovely, lovely Ben. He gets two lovelies in this intro. Thank you very much. Today, we are talking a little bit about some hot topics that happened at Code Conference last week in LA and some interesting, juicy tidbits from Instagram this week and also TikTok. And Ben gives us a lowdown on how to hire social media managers, kind of what to look out for, and gives you some really, really good tips if you are actually looking to hire right now. So let's dive right in. It's a great episode. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. How are you doing? <laughs> good. How are you doing this week? 10 out of 10. Can't complain. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Love to well, hear it. Living the dream. You know what I mean? Talking social with Mackenzie from Flick. He, pff, what, what else is better? <laughs> Nothing. Absolutely nothing. That's what I'm I saying. Mean, so instead of us just chit-chatting at the beginning, like I know we could do for hours and hours, I need to tell you some juicy, juicy, juicy things with social media because some fun information came out this week. But first, let's start with Flix Tips. Yes, there mm. it is. I'm ready. Like, do you like the snaps with it too? Oh, wow. We're, we're leveling this thing up. <laughs> Jeez. This is going to be yeah. a fully recorded song soon. I, I hope so. This is where I'm trying to take my career next is making theme tunes. I'm here for it. So let's hear this tip. I know you got a juicy one. I do. So there was some data that got released yesterday. Well, it was internal data that got leaked from Instagram itself. But one of their top things out of that data was TikToks and Instagram Reels. They don't actually always correlate. So when you're making TikToks, they're not always going to do well on Instagram Reels and vice versa. So on TikTok, if you're going to be making TikToks, you should be using talking to the camera, using your face and speaking, making jokes, things like that. Whereas on Instagram Reels, you should be making it more aesthetically pleasing. So if you're going on adventures using sound bites that are people like saying, oh, look at this wonderful piece of architecture or whatever like when you're going on your travels and things like that so making it more aesthetically pleasing on instagram reels because that's going to do way better on instagram i've noticed that a lot actually just from consuming it so that makes a ton of sense and i guess that kind of goes back to the roots of what instagram was it was always rewarding things that were aesthetic and so i guess that makes sense that would follow through but that's so important to know if you're creating vertical content because so many people just think oh it's all the same but like that's just proof that there is little nuances and then if you really want to win on a platform, it may be worth dedicating some time to, to realize how, how you should make videos specifically for there. Yes. I mean, repurposing is all well and good, but making Absolutely. sure that you're repurposing in a very strategic way. So you mm-hmm. can make things on TikTok that are going to actually transfer well on Instagram, but it's just how you tweak it, how you use your verbiage, things like that. It's just all about tweaking. and. The term that I use for it is called content remixing, or that's what I call it. Essentially, it's Ooh. understanding the little nuances of each platform and taking an idea that you know is great and remixing it for the platform that you want it to succeed on. So like that's much like this tip that Mackenzie just mentioned, knowing that it should be more aesthetic on Instagram. Maybe you do it more of a talking head, more casual on TikTok, and then you remix the general concept so it doesn't take that much more time, but you make it look a little prettier. Exactly. You've already done the homework, so don't make it hard on yourself. Exactly. Hundo. So when I was speaking of this data that got released, I don't know if you saw this, but like there's internal documents that got leaked at Instagram. Holy, there's so much tea today. I I do have a question for you before I actually go into it. How many hours collectively do you think that Instagram Reels user or Instagram users view Reels per day? 
collectively a, as a whole. A percentage basis or a number value? Number value. So how many hours? <sighs> per day. Per day. As oh. every, like all users collectively. Oh my, it'd be in the hundreds of millions would be my guess. Okay. 19.7 million hours. Okay. That's still that's so much time. It's so much time. But how much do you think that TikTok users spend on TikTok? I guess around 100 million. 197 million. Wow. Oh my Lord. That is crazy different. So seven, yeah. So 17 million versus 197 million. So all that got leaked. And then another thing that got leaked is that Instagram reels are actually declining in engagement recently. Okay. In the past month, it's declined 13% of people like actually engaging and viewing Instagram reels. Do you think it has to do with the their changes they're making to suggestions with recommendations, doing less of it? I think that's probably a big part of it, especially I think they stopped doing the suggested posts, what, three weeks ago, something like that? Something, yeah. And then actually telling pe- more and more people that they can actually re- snooze suggestions, I think that's been a big part of it. But people just not being on the platform. And I feel like a lot of people will scroll through it for a bit and then they immediately just go to stories or they'll start DMing friends and not actually click that reels tab like Instagram is hoping for. Yeah, it's, that's crazy because those numbers are incredibly different. So that is quite, quite crazy. I'm be interesting to see what they can do to try to get those closer to their goals but that's way off right now yeah it's like a drop in the ocean it's just it's it's apples and oranges it's crazy yeah. no that's 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 a clear indication that they're not currently winning <laughs> yeah oh, there's time <laughs> yeah and then they also have been testing a be real feature so not only do they do the dual camera but now they are testing something called candid challenge mm-hmm where you actually can opt in to a candid challenge and you have two minutes to post a candid photo of yourself to Instagram story. What a creative novel concept. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hmm, I feel like I've heard about this before. That's insane. That is truly crazy that it's that blatant, but we'll see. Like they have the user base. See, it actually would probably make more sense because much like I said in our last episode, I view Be Real more as a feature than I do as a platform. Yeah. And so like this may be one that Instagram could gobble up if people really like it, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, I'll be interested to see. And also, I just was like, can't you just change the time limit a little bit? Just try to be a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, like literally the exact same parameters too, like just straight copy and paste. Yeah, but I do think it actually would be really helpful for for engagement on stories. And why do you feel that? So basically, when you opt in, you can opt in to see other people who have opted in as well and see oh, theirs cool. immediately too. So it will send you a notification. So I think if we all get the notification at the same time, similar to Be Real, then you have more chance to engage and you'll have just like Be Real, like people yeah, yeah. are going to go on it and react and all that kind of stuff. No, that that makes a ton of sense then. Yeah, but we'll see. I don't know. I we'll don't learn. know. But right now it's just being tested. It's not like an actually released feature, but I just thought it was funny how how similar. Like they, they just stole everything from it. There's there's no shame at this point. Like they don't care. They're like, no. no. We want this. We take. This is ours now. Thank you yeah. so much. <laughs> Bye-bye. And then did you see all the stuff coming out of Code Conference from LA last week? No. I mean, this is news to me as well. So Code Conference, basically they get a bunch of the CEOs from social media 
channels, networks, like the CEO Snap was there. They had Tim Cook there. A bunch of people actually in the government were there as well. And just talking all things coding when it comes to tech and then just what the future of social media kind of holds. And the number one thing on everybody's minds and mouths was TikTok and how basically they're running circles around all these other people because of how many billions of dollars they got to basically push into user acquisition Mm. when they got started. So they had like, they were way ahead of the curve when it came to knowing exactly who their users were, how to kind of manufacture the algorithm to work for them. And snap was like, we, I mean, nobody else could have started this and could have done as well as them because they had all of this money behind them already. Mm -hmm. And the biggest thing is that a lot of social media channels in the U S most, almost all of them actually can't be in China because there's that ban. And we have an app from China being allowed to be in the U S and the UK and Canada everywhere. And just how that kind of really affects them and their goals and things like that. It's just, it was really fascinating to hear that. Yeah. I totally would agree that they're, their acquisition approach was so fascinating because they were doing like every kind of media, like they were doing like Super Bowl campaigns and crazy stuff like that, that I had never seen a social media app, especially not a relatively new-ish one do. That was, that was crazy. But I do think that the product itself is the most contributing factor to its growth. Like it is the first, I would say like platform focused. So like they, they knew exactly how to make this the most binge worthy thing possible by taking out any sort of friction. And they won because of that. So I think it exactly. is the, the inventions that they put into it, and the, which makes it not so great for creators, but it makes it <laughs> the, the perfect platform for a business. Absolutely. And it's just, it's fascinating to hear all these people coming forward now talking about how they want to put bans on TikTok. Because they're losing? Well, because one, because they're losing. I do think a large part of it is like, hey, 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 like we're losing. We kind of need to put some sanctions on here. Yeah. But other parts are people just like, we can't be in China. So why are they allowed to have this app here? That makes some sense. Understandably. Yeah. So it's just, it'll be really interesting to see what happens in the next, I'm going to say the next, by the end of the year when it comes to TikTok, because there's so much legislation that's being pushed forward. The FCC keeps asking to have Apple and Android take TikTok out of their stores. Wow. So I don't know. We'll see where what happens, but it'll be very interesting. Yeah, no, it's it's insane. I think they just become such a disruptor in the space that they that naturally all the players were pretty confident and everyone was set in their positions. And then out of nowhere, TikTok just came in. It was also very well timed with the pandemic that that helped them yes. a ton for sure. Yes. People had a crave for and time. So uh, <laughs> so much time. <laughs> yeah, and they wanted some sort of connection, some semblance of connection. So they they went to TikTok and they found it. And so it was, it was literally the, the perfect storm because the fact that like you couldn't post what was conventionally a good Instagram post anymore because you couldn't go anywhere, right? Like, yeah. There's nothing. There was nothing to document. Whereas TikTok was made the mundane what you wanted to document because it was yeah. real. And so that was a huge time and, and a massive opportunity, and they capitalized. They did so well, and it, I mean, obviously it worked out for them with the number of people watching it per day. That's nuts. 197 million. I just, I can't get that number out of my head. I will never get it out of my head. Yeah, it, I think it's so addictive. It's so well constructed. That's why I try to limit how much time I spend on there every day and try to spend more time creating than you do consuming because it's so easy to just go forever. Just, yeah, 
Well, because this morning I was actually trying to find trending songs on both Instagram Reels and TikTok for Mm -hmm. our followers and our listeners. And I'm just scrolling through and an hour passed on both. And I was just like, what is my life? Why am I doing this? (laughs) Yeah, it's so good at what it's meant to do. So yeah, you got to be conscious of of, and practice conscious consumption because time can slip away. It is very dangerous. All right. Well, those are like the hot topics that I have today. How about we get into our main event, which is how to find people to help you with your social media management, kind of like hiring and outsourcing. And I know, Ben, you've got a lot of insight into this, and I'm just going to let you kick us off. Yeah, for sure. So a lot of people (laughs) don't know, but I kind of started my whole professional side of this as a, basically, I ran a social media agency and we still do that, but we, we started off doing almost entirely social media management. So I've gone through the painstaking process of trying to make it less just purely me. I think that's how most social media managers start where it's all them and it's great. But then you get to a point where if you want to take on more people, you've got to help. You got to get some hands to help you do that. So we're going to try to give you some tools and try to go through the process of when should you even do this? I think that's the first place to start is figuring out like, do you actually need someone else to help you? Would this actually improve your life? Yeah. And like, because a lot of people like they, they think that they have to grow their business because they just that's what they're supposed to do. But if you don't have any desire to grow your business, then you, and you're content with the size of your business, fantastic. Is that like you may not need to follow these steps. But if you get to the point where you want to grow your business, then you're going to have to get to a place where you have to hire people. And then once you reach that conclusion, it's figuring out what exactly do you need help with. And I usually recommend going with what parts of your social media management business do you dislike the most, or like what what do you like the least. Because you don't want to outsource things that you're already really good at or that you enjoy doing. So okay. outline all the tasks involved with your business and start with the ones that don't bring you joy, energy, and you don't really love doing. And then from there, it's about finding people. And luckily, it's gotten easier in the past few years. When I started this in, in uni, it was a lot harder to find people that did this. But now it's become way easier to find solid people. And a lot more people have some experience. So you don't have to educate as much. I still recommend being prepared to have a bit of a uh, education period where you teach people how you want to do things your way. But you can find people on so many different different places. Like Upwork is a great freelance network. Twitter is a phenomenal and underrated place to connect with people. I you always people, forget about that one. Twitter is a crazy place. And so especially with like my agency being very big into YouTube, it's, it's a pretty niche community and they all exist on, on YouTube. And the same is true with social media management. There's so many people that have very niche skill sets or are looking for work and you can find them so easily on Twitter. And because no one really has a big enough audience on Twitter that, that they don't see your yeah. questions, your comments. So everyone replies, which is amazing. That can't be said on other platforms. So I'd say Twitter and even for a networking opportunity for you to meet other people doing the same business. Get on Twitter. Twitter is phenomenal. Uh, LinkedIn is another decent option. I think a lot of people kind of are fatigued by that platform when it comes to hiring, but it can be a great place to connect with other people if you are authentic on there. Because I think a lot of people are aren't. So, so you can really stand out if you take the time to not be cookie cutter. So that's another huge option as well. But I love Upwork and Twitter. There is Fiverr for one-off things, but if you're looking for an ongoing relationship, Upwork is a way better platform to go find people. I found that the quality of the work is just substantially higher. They're far more serious and it's more of an ongoing thing. So if you're looking for someone long-term, do that. And there's also, if you, if you are looking to source overseas too, there's, there's a, a website called onlinejobs.ph. And so what that does is it connects you with 
remote workers in the Philippines that are looking to get work, obviously, remotely. And so a lot of them do have social media management experience. So that can be a great place to find some, some talent as well to join your team. And so that's a, a great way, place to find people. But then the next part in the process is figuring out how to weed these candidates down to find the right yes. person. And that's hard. <laughs> that's a very hard thing to do. But I think doing the stuff that we mentioned earlier is one of the most important things. So understanding exactly what you're looking for. I, the biggest mistake that I see with new business owners and, and social media managers is that they want to find someone to be them. And that's going to be impossible to do. You can't find someone who's going to do your whole business for you or even think like you. So the more specific you can be with the exact roles and outcomes you're looking to get from this person you're trying to bring on, the more success that you're going to have and the smoother the process is going to be. Plus, then you can outline exactly what the role will look like. So the interview process can be pretty straightforward. So from that, you just make a job posting or reach out to people that fit the criteria. And then I would have some sort of interview process. I love just like an interview like a, via Zoom, Google Hangouts, pick your video platform of choice. But I love that. <laughs> you can quickly get a feel for how people are and if, it would, if you'd like to work with them. That's a really important part too. It's because someone may have the skills. If you don't enjoy spending time with them every day, even if it's virtually, like that does matter. So figuring yeah. out if you, if you guys vibe with each other or not. And then I found a big, huge thing is having some sort of sample task. So don't make it take a ton of time. Be respectful of people's time. But some sort of proof that people can do what they say they're doing or an opportunity to show that they're serious is really, really important. So by having something simple like that, and another thing that I did to weed out a ton of potential candidates was having something really simple hidden in the bottom of the job description. So like being like oh. replying with the first word saying pineapple. And so that way I know that they actually read, read it. Yep. And then the attention to detail is there. So that way with future things, if they're dealing with me or if they're dealing with clients, I can confidently know they're actually going to read through this and follow the steps. And then instantly if they didn't put pineapple or whatever <laughs> word I said, they were instantly gone because you just, those little things can save yourself a ton of time. So I'd say Absolutely. do that. And then, yeah. And then once you figure out how you – once you find out the right person, there are so many different ways that you can go about paying them too. So if once you find the right people, obviously if, if you want to hire them as a full-time employee, then that, that depends where you are in the world. But for sending international payments, I use Veeam for everyone that I that works with me. There's also Wise, I believe it's called. Yep. There's another one. There are so many good payment processors now at this point. And for your clients, you can always use Stripe. People love that because you can use your credit card pretty easily. But it's never been easier to, to set everything up even on a recurring basis. So that's what I recommend doing. Those are the tools I recommend using and going about finding the right people. Also being a little bit patient, understanding that you're not going to get the right person in two seconds. Usually you, you get out what you put in and that the same is true with time that you invest into finding the right person. Usually it's going to yield a better outcome with who they are in, in, on the team. Absolutely. And I think with anything, when I have hired in the past, it always takes like I would say a solid month for everybody to get like super comfortable with each other. You know exactly what kind of work they're putting out because it's always kind of shaky at the beginning because they're still learning your voice. They're still learning your style, making sure that they're actually understanding what you're wanting from them and what you expect from them. And like you said, at the beginning, just laying all of that out from them, like to them at the beginning when you're interviewing them and even in the job description, just being like, okay, these are like the key things that I need. Mm -hmm. And obviously that might like change and evolve as the job goes on, but just always keeping that top of mind for the person when they're actually working is just super duper important. Yeah. A great point to mention there that you expect it to be rocky for the first little bit to get into a groove. But I can also say at this point, I've now hired and fired 
like dozens of people at this point and you you know within the first week if they're going to be a good employee or not exactly like literally so quickly you know based on and it's not necessarily like they may get things wrong but are they are they trying are are they being very communicative are are they actually trying to go above and beyond like those things you it's hard to teach those things you either have that or you don't and people show that within the first week i've found very quickly and and all the people i've been like "Ah, i don't know i've never had anyone who stayed with us for longer than the trial period of three months which is usually what we do and the people that i was like yeah this person gets it they've been around for a long time so usually you know quite quickly (laughs) when it comes to thinking about hiring somebody for social media management, what kind of things do you tell people to look out for when they're like, you know what, maybe I need to start hiring somebody? Yeah, well, I think if it's if if you find yourself feeling stressed, that's a big indicator. And if, and if you got into this because you didn't like what you're doing and you loved doing this, if that's completely gone away because you're so overwhelmed, that's a great indication that you should hand some off. Because even if, even if it means some like, sacrifice in terms of money in the short term, if it allows you to open up more freedom for you and, and you're more at peace and, and you can actually come to things with a better mind, your quality of work is going to improve anyways. So that may lead to more clients. That may lead to higher paying clients, all of those things. So that's a huge indicator. I think once you get to a place where you are you feel like you're pretty well running on, on autopilot and you, you could step away from the business, that could be a great indication too because then maybe you could put more of your time into to more of the gr- business growth things. Maybe it's making more content. Maybe it's more business outreach those are great indications that you should try to get more people to help you. And I think in terms of what to look for when you look, when you're hiring these people is obviously experience in that and any sort of value add they can bring to your business. Cause if you can go and say, you're not just a social media management company, but you're a social media management company that also brings X, Y, or Z, that could be a huge differentiator for you against anyone else. Absolutely. Totally agree with that. I just find it, hard when I've worked. So when I was a freelancer before, when I was doing social media freelancing, it was so hard for me to sometimes to convince clients that they needed social media management mm-hmm. or even just like friends of friends who were like, no, no, I can do that myself. Isn't that just like posting a photo and like writing a caption and it'll, it'll do fine. Right. I'm just like, no, we do so much more. We do so much more. Yeah. A hundred percent. But I've like, so after years of working with this stuff, if I have to sell somebody on that, for me, they're not my the right client. I move on no. to the next person because there are people that you won't have to sell. They will see the value. And those are the people you want to be working with because rather, I'd rather have five amazing clients than 10 ones that make me hate my life. So, yes. <laughs> so it's like it's, 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 it's important to be selective and there will be people that value it. When you're just starting out, you think you have to sell everyone on it, but the perfect clients, they all you have to do is sell them that you're the right person, not the concept. Yeah, Absolutely. Any other suggestions or tips that you have for anybody who is going to be hiring or looking to be hiring or maybe not even thinking about it yet, but might potentially be in the future? Absolutely. I think starting small is a great way to do it. I think a lot of people go way too gung-ho and they're like, I want to hire someone with full benefits, all this stuff. Like, I want to be a real business, like all this (laughs) stuff. You are a real business, even if you hire someone virtually or even if you don't hire someone, you're still a very legitimate and real business. So think like a business person here. Start with low risk and go and scale up from there. I think a lot of people overestimate how much help they need. They bring on someone full-time, they see what they're paying them, and then they just get angry because they're like, oh, well, I'm not getting that much value. But it's not the employee's fault. It's because you didn't really have a real gauge of what you needed and how much you needed. So I'd say start with, like I always use the MVP principles, like the minimum viable product, or here would be like the, the minimum viable acquisition or ad in terms of talent to your team and see how much it helps you. 
and be conscious of that and then see if that if you need more help then expand from there so i would recommend starting with someone part-time or maybe even just on a additional freelance basis where you pay them based hourly, whatever, but start small before diving in deep and wasting a ton of time training someone and all this stuff when you don't even know if you truly need this. Good tips. These are so good. We're cooking. <laughs> You're doing it. Honestly, like when I, well, cause I only hired like one person when I was doing my freelance and then I hired people when I was working for other companies, but God, when I did it freelance, I was just like, I don't know. I really don't know how much I'm going to need you. And I'm really sorry. And here's everything. And I just like gave them all the stuff and they're like, whoa, this is very overwhelming. And yeah. so then like I took a step back and realized like what I actually needed from them. And like you said, just having that completely outlined and setting expectations from both of our sides mm-hmm. was so important. And I think that's just, yeah, it was these tips were good, and I think that anybody listening to this will definitely appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think once you get to a point where you are hiring people, biggest thing I've learned is the importance of uh, keeping people happy and motivated. And that's such a nuanced thing of the person. So the more that's why I think it's really important to make sure you guys like each other. Then you actually will be able to talk more than just work things, and then, then you can maybe figure out where that person's value system really is. Because yeah. I have some employees that have stayed with me for a long time and they've had tons of other opportunities come their way, but they've stayed with me because I'll give them the kind of things that would be hard to get elsewhere. And so finding out what a perfect life, work life looks like to someone who you're hiring can be amazingly powerful because if you can give them that, you're, you might not be competing on money at that point because you're giving them their perfect life. And that's there's so much value in that too. So don't underestimate just the the part of getting people on your team, keeping them, it becomes a very important part because soon once you find the right person, which you will, if you follow these steps, you're going to become increasingly reliant or or really want them to stay around. And so if you don't think about this beforehand, you might get a Slack message being like, Hey, I've taken another opportunity. (laughs) So like by being proactive, I've seen a ton of value in that. And I I learned the hard way because I had a, I had a really great employee that I didn't do that with as much and Mm -hmm. they took another opportunity. Yep. Always know what their goal, their end goals are as well. And you'll always figure out. Yeah, you'll figure out and you guys will slide in together very well. And it's very important. 100%. 100p. All right. Well, have anything else or should we just go straight into our creator of the week? No, I think that's good. If if we, I'm sure we can expand on this stuff in a later topic if desired. So as always, if you're listening to this and you're taking some value, don't hesitate to reach out to us and let us know more of what you'd want us to cover because we, we, will, we want to provide you as much as we can here, but we also don't want to go too in depth on things that you don't really care about as much. So if you yeah. communicate with us, we'll give you as much of the nitty gritty as you want if you tell us you want it. Yeah, please DM us. Like Ben told you how to do a perfect DM slide. So please slide, slide, slide into in. our DMs. There you go. Come on in. Always open. <laughs> Always. All right. Well, our creator of the week is Girls in Marketing. I don't know. I'm sure everybody who listens to this kind of is aware of them. But if you're not, they have some of the best resources if you're just starting out in marketing. And I know it says girls in marketing, but boys in marketing, you can also value from this. (laughs) But they give really good tips, tricks, how to get into the world of marketing. They give really good feedback on people's resumes and just a bunch of different things. And I think they are great. Their TikTok is great. They have been doing trending sounds over there, which is a lot of fun. And yeah, I just... I love them and please, please follow them, but also follow us because we're great too. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. A huge shout out to girls in marketing. Always great stuff. And I think, yeah, there's a must follow and as are we though, for sure. Don't forget that. So yeah, that is 
everything this week. It's a little short one, but we wanted to make sure that you knew everything that you needed to know about how to hire and onboard a social media marketer. It is very important. And if you're just getting started or you're even just thinking about hiring somebody right now, we hope that this these tips from Ben, which were wonderful tips, will help you. And like Ben said, if you have any questions or you want us to dive deeper into it, please let us know. We are here for you as always. Absolutely. Always here. All right, Ben, do you want to close us out? Yeah, I would love to. I just want to thank each and every one of you for for listening today. It was a a true honor and privilege to be here with Mackenzie. I know I I can speak for Mackenzie and say she echoes the same. And uh, don't don't be a stranger. As uh, we, we, I'm sure you can guess from this, we we like to 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 talk to people that also like social media, and obviously that's you. So so definitely let us know. Connect with us on TikTok. Follow us there. Comment on our stuff. We will reply. We're a friendly bunch. So let us know what you want, and we'll bring it to you. And. Follow us over on Instagram at flick.social. Follow us on TikTok at flick.social. And, and the newsletter, isn't that coming out more frequently now? Yes. So our newsletter, Talk Social to Me, which I write and I'm occasionally funny. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, it comes out every Tuesday and we break down the latest and greatest on social media news. So it's like this podcast, Talk Social to Me, but in written form. So if you just like reading with your eyeballs instead of listening with your ear holes, then subscribe also follow us on youtube because ben's really great over there yeah it'll be in the show notes yeah so easy plug and play access but if you come find us there we do not just information and education we also do a ton of other stuff so we we have a new segment we just started last week called this week in social where i'll be breaking down the quick run through of the news stories for the week and then we also do some skits and stuff over there too so a ton of fun stuff all in the social media world also last plug 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 we just released auto scheduling for Instagram reels over on flick. So if you don't have flick account, you can actually try it for free for seven days. It is at flick.tech and it's great and it's really fun. And as a social media manager, it saves you so much time to have those pre-scheduled. So you're not like me with a bunch of friends at dinner trying to put my reel out there. But. No, I'm so I'm so excited for that because I've been I'm always so bad at going through and posting manually. So now that I can use the scheduler within Flick, prepare to be sick of me, like the TikTok <laughs> trend says. Exactly. All right. Well, we will talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to give us five stars, and I love you forever. I love you forever too. Bye. Peace.